This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First of all, before before she even said anything, I'm looking at her facial expression. And her facial expression is that, like, if you and I are in a conversation and you're talking, I'm giving you this facial expression like, girl, say that because you are so right. <laughs> yes. That was Shakira's face, right? Yes. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swift. And I'm Jordan Robinson. Oh, gotta get the gavel. And court is in session. (laughs) Yes! God, I look forward to that every (laughs) single week. My dogs dogs are like, what? What did we do? (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay i am on cloud nine because the wnba season is officially officially back and what an opening weekend i honestly felt like i couldn't have asked for a better opening weekend for the w for new fans for returning fans it was a lot of fun what are some of your initial reactions so I agree with you. Like, so exciting to actually have W basketball back. And I'm going to throw this out there because NBA basketball right now is not very good. Oh, it's okay. not good. So we'll, skip, so we'll skip over that. But the <laughs> W is back. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet for you. Here, here were my takeaways. There are a few really good teams. Mm-hmm. And there are some not very good teams. Mm-hmm. That was my takeaway. I mean, there's a lot in between, but if I'm going to keep it short and sweet, after watching every team play opening weekend, I was like, really, really good. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to have a long season. And then I was like, okay, these teams could sneak up on some people. Okay. Well, I want to get into really all of that really quick. I think Chicago going 2 and 0 on the weekend was surprising not not surprising cuz i didn't think they could do it but i was i don't think i was expecting them to have such a great start and kind of already know like this is Kalia's Copper's team and sure. they are are going off of her leadership Izzy Harrison isn't even on the floor for them right now because she's injured and they are still being able to put up a lot of points they are scoring and they are getting defensively some great stops against teams. So Chicago was a big surprise. And Connecticut Sun also 2-0. Yeah. I I feel like I didn't even mention the words Connecticut Sun. We, we mentioned whole... it. We mentioned it. But we didn't, we really didn't, we didn't, we didn't we talk really about didn't them. We didn't talk about them a lot. No, no. So, you know, when you mention those two teams, because I totally agree with you, right? Is he not, not playing, I think, A lot of people, including myself, was like, okay, how is this really going to affect Chicago? Mm -hmm. But to your point, Kalia Copper is like, I got your back. Don't worry. But I think those are two teams that 
not only you and I, but that a lot of people aren't really talking about that I do think is going to sneak up on some people, surprise some people. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's about pride and Mm -hmm. feeling disrespected. And -hmm. I think both of those teams are like, oh, okay, y'all go ahead. Talk about everybody else. Don't worry about us. But we still here and we still coming. And both of those teams have postseason experience, so they're just knowing, like, okay, we're playing the long game. Like, don't talk about us right now, but when yep. it comes postseason, we know what to do. Uh, you know, Connecticut, majority of that core has been to the finals. Chicago, majority of that core, you know, was part of the championship team. So, yeah. What we are talking about is, though, maybe not those two teams, but Brittany Griner is what everybody was talking about. And this was her homecoming weekend. I feel like all eyes were on BG. I think she played very well against the Sparks. She had 18 points on Sunday at home against the Sky. She had 27. Um, I was there in LA, 10,000 fans cheering her on the vice president Kamala Harris was there so many former Laker greats celebrities LA was popping and I was at the opening <laughs> last year and it was very different vibes so to have 10,000 10, fans there the um eruption when Brittany Griner's name was announced yeah. everybody was just so proud so then Sunday 14,000 fans in Phoenix. And I think the overall thing is she played well too amongst all of that, which I know we talked about, we were a little bit worried about. So gosh, cause you, you just put a lot out there. Um, (laughs) No, but it's good. Like, first of all, I can just hear and feel the excitement in your voice Mm -hmm. talking about it and being there. So yeah, I watched on television. I didn't get the invite. Um, to attend in person. Oh, sorry. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you next time. (laughs) You know what? You know what I think stood out to me the most? One, she's an athlete, right? Regardless of everything she's been through, she's an athlete. She's a competitor. So, you know, at some, she's going to show up. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what really stood out was the way she has handled everything coming back, playing on the road, her first game on the road, then the home opener, and with so much attention on her and the spotlight on her. Like, mm-hmm. she's used to having that spotlight from from a player, right? And, and, I mean, let's just be real. A lot of people showed up in L.A., and even probably some in Phoenix, right, and everywhere. A lot of people are showing up just to see, like, from a political standpoint, just to mm-hmm. see, like oh my gosh, how is she? Is she okay? What's she going to do? You know, because there was even a conversation about, will Britney stand for the national anthem? Will she not? Like, so I think a lot of people are politicizing it and bringing politics in. But for me, just the way she's carried herself and handled herself and she's just playing basketball. And I can only imagine how gratifying and, and refreshing that is to be able to be back on American soil, doing what you love in front of the people you love. And Sherelle, her wife just had the biggest smile on her face. Like my wife is back. 
I don't know, like I was feeling all of that through the screen. Mm -hmm. And and then I started watching her basketball, right? So then I was like, okay, let me see how she's going to handle this. But uh, to your point, a great opening weekend. Um, and it was it was just so good to see her playing with such grace and just happy, just being happy. So I was happy for her. I was too. And we actually have some sound from that Brittany Griner intro that she got in Phoenix in front of 14,000 fans. So let's take a listen. Oh my gosh. Girl, I got tears in my eyes watching that all over again. Well, and BG clearly was emotional, had some tears in her eyes. I just, what I was thinking about in that moment, just rewatching that is like, that had to be on her heart, on her mind, a dream of hers of like, I'm going to get back home and I'm going to be able to play basketball again in front of my family and my friends. Um, she she talked about what that intro meant to her. We have some sound of that too. You know, it may have been a little dust in my eye. It was a little dusty. Um, <laughs> but no, it was uh, yeah, no, it was emotional in the back. Um, just hearing, seeing some of the clips, and then coming out. Then she set me up with that song. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, but no, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, you know, part of the process of healing was you know just kind of letting it letting it out so uh it, yeah it, i got choked up a little bit but tried to try to try to hide it but i see you caught it yeah she couldn't hide oh. it that was okay, that was emotional my eyes, <laughs> dust were dusty. my eyes are dusty right now too <laughs> it was also the first time she played in front of her parents in more than a decade and her having her entire family there like she mentioned it was emotional, and I know I mentioned, you know, being in L.A., but that was an away game for them. This was her first home game, being able to come home and play, and you heard the song playing. What were what were some of your thoughts just seeing her get that round of applause introduction? You know, when, when I saw the schedule and I saw her first game was going to be in L.A., girl, I am, like, emotional right now. <laughs> My my first thought though was like, well, why would they have her play her first game on the road? That mm. that was my first thought. But then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? But maybe that's good for her, knowing how everybody was going to turn out in Phoenix. So at least she was able to get one game under her belt before. Yeah, the that's a good point. Yeah, you know. But watching her come out and put her little X factor up and run out and the 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 fans, the noise. It's crazy because. Like I heard the song, but until just now, I didn't like I've heard the song before too. But the part where I was like, where she, she says, I'm coming home, tell the world I'm coming home. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. Like how how perfect was that? Like the song was perfect. I don't know, just everything about that moment was, and and I'll say this because I have to. The only bad part about her home opener. They lost. They 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 took an L. <laughs> That's they, the only they bad took, part. 
They took two L's on the on the weekend. Uh, but to your point, what you're saying, Griner played great. Like in the opener, 27 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks. She had that emotional, like she yelled, I'm back after she hit a three. The only seven, her only seventh three in her career. Like it's not like she's a three-point shooter. So she was on top of the moon. These like these stats by ESPN, she was eight for 11 on contested field goals, seven for 10 off the dribble, and she scored 14 points in the post. So like she's back, like she said, she is back. And that was cool to see because like you said, the basketball part is very good. And I hope all of the new fans that have come mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of what Brittany's very powerful story has brought the basketball is good, and she has worked so hard from getting back in December from deciding that she was going to play. Um, Kathy Engelbert did say that the schedule was decided before they knew Brittany Griner was going to play, before anything. So this was kind of how the schedule was set up for her to get that game on the road in the Sparks. The Sparks won, but she had a, a game-high 18 points in that come back home, have 27 points. That was exciting. And for the fans, 14,000 in attendance, largest Mercury crowd since 1998. So. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Since when? 1998. That's wow. what it was recorded at ESPN. Wow. So they, I, I believe I read they, they sold out in the lower deck and then they had to start selling tickets in the upper deck too because everybody wanted to come see bg play but mercury as a team they may they may need some help uh <laughs> they may need some more help but we can talk about that later <laughs> cheryl's face says it all. oh I, I forget you can't see my face um yeah listen there's no there's no mic to that <laughs> If, if if you watched opening weekend, right? Anybody out there, if you watched it, you, you can look at the teams who showed up and you can look at those teams and say, okay, they, they have the pieces. They're, right. they're going, they're going to be good. They're going to make some noise. You can also look at the teams and say, they don't have the pieces. They need some help. And Phoenix isn't the only team that I right. felt that way about on opening weekend. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's great to have BG back at home playing. It's great to have Diana still doing what Diana does. But at the end of the day, Di Diana Taurasi is not the Diana Taurasi of old. Mm -hmm. Like she, she can't do the things that she was doing where she could carry a team. And Brittany is going to need some help. And my question to you, where where does that help come from? Brianna Turner is going to do what Brianna Turner does. She right. defends, she rebounds, which is great. You need those things. Mm -hmm. But offensively, where are you getting more scoring from? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that will be something to watch as the season gets on. I would be curious to see if they pick up some other players because there are some scores that are not mm -hmm. attached to a roster right now that they could potentially add uh, to make them more competitive against some other. Cause it, 
they haven't even put, went against the big guns yet of, right. of the league. So that's a, a rude awakening. But you know what a team who did exactly what I expected them to do and had a great opening game? The Washington Mystics. They defeated the New York Liberty 80 to 64. We have been talking up the Mystics on how they are kind of our sleeper team. How did you like? I didn't. I actually didn't see their loss against the Sun on Sunday. It was a close game. Yeah, they lost eighty to seventy four. But kind of a statement game against the Liberty on Friday. Oh, what What did you What did you see? What did you like? So to your point, I didn't see the loss against um, the Sun either, but I did watch the Liberty game. To your point, I, mm-hmm. my, first, my first thought was, oh, okay. This is a statement game. Like they, their first game was against one of the quote <laughs> uh, super teams, right? And so this is an opportunity for the Mystics to, to show who they are, what they got. I love that squad. Not mm-hmm. not only do I like the the players that started, like they have a bench. I'm I'm a huge Tiana Hawkins fan. Tiana Hawkins oh, yeah. can just stroke the basketball. I mean, Shakira Austin started and she's so different from year one to year two. Such a great compliment mm-hmm. to Elena, Natasha Cloud, Brittany Side. Like, I love that squad. Defensively, mm-hmm. they are going to guard you. They are going to cause havoc. They are going to be up in your grill the whole game. And then offensively, they got some people that can score the basketball. I just sat and I watched the game and like, like I don't have a dog in a fight, but <laughs> I watched the game and I just had this big smile on my face. And I think the reason why I did is like, they're, they're definitely not the underdog, but they're not the team that everybody's talking about. It is the mm-hmm. Liberty, the aces. And so for me, like I loved being in a position when I played where people either counted me out or they were just like, Oh, okay, we'll deal with them when it's time. And the Mystics came out like, oh, no, you are going to know we're here. We're going to make some noise. And it starts today. And mm-hmm. they're fun. And they're fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah. and that first game against Liberty, it was a little bit of a evened attack. Like Atlanta Deladon had 13. Ariel Atkins had 14. Natasha Cloud had 14. And then Christy Tolliver. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we've mm-hmm. mentioned Christy Tolliver coming back to the Mystics. And the last time she was there, they won the championship. So Chrissy Tolliver, I'm not expecting her to drop, you know, a 30 piece every game, but just her veteran leadership and her being a assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. She is a future head coach in the WNBA. I believe that. So her coming as a point guard and her experience of, of saying the last time I was here, we won a championship. So that's Mm -hmm. my standard. And I think everybody else is just going to fall in line for that. And then my girl Shakira Austin on Sunday, she had a game high or a team high 21 points. She has made already, this is only the second game, but I love saying these huge statements. Just a massive jump from rookie to sophomore. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I want to keep my eye on her, you know, middle of the season because the sophomore slump could could hit at any time. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think what she did overseas to prepare her. 
uh, to come in and be such a force. We know what she's going to be a, a, a rim protector, but to score and have 11 rebounds to, to boot in there. I mean, that's just fun because you, you knew what EDD is going to bring Natasha cloud, all these big names, but if your youth can rise to the occasion on top of that, man, y'all better watch out for the mystics. Y'all yeah, better you know, watch Natasha out. Cloud. Look, Natasha Cloud basically after that game was just like, y'all keep sleeping on us if you want to. But that's Tosh, right? Like mm -hmm, Tosh is mm -hmm. going to speak her mind. She's going to say what she feels, what she thinks in that moment. But she's like, y'all keep sleeping on us if you want to. We're confident in who we are, what we have in that locker room. And they believe. Like they mm -hmm. believe in themselves. They believe in each other as they should. I will also say this. I, and, and it's not her numbers with Elena, but just watching her movement on the floor, she looks healthy. Like oh, just yeah. running and cutting and shooting, pulling up in transition, knocking down threes and moving defensively. She looks really good. She does. And she, you know, that Connecticut game, which anytime you play Connecticut, you know, it's going to be physical. Oh, but for sure. She, she has something to say <laughs> after those foul calls after the Connecticut game. Let's listen in. I'm just going to say, I'm so sick of being treated like a rookie with yeah. calls. If I get fined, whatever, it's unbelievable. Uh, I've been through too many back surgeries to whatever. But anyways, I just keep attacking. Um, in the end, I hope that because I can elevate and jump over people, you can see that, that my yeah, arm is getting hit. Yeah. They're not so I, yeah, I, just, I just keep <laughs> attacking and hoping that it'll change and hopefully it'll change next game. But there's, there's really nothing you can do in those moments. You just, when you see something, you got to still attack it. Uh, and then thank goodness for Kira who stepped <laughs> up and took over uh, and was able to finish through some stuff, but you just got to keep playing through it. You see Shakira Ooh. Austin there just <laughs> She's like, I got out. you. Yeah, yeah she's like, yeah. I got you. Because, you know, some player, like, Elena's not that type of player that's going to no. really come out and say she's stuff not. about the refs or anybody. But Tasha Cloud will. And and Shakira was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but so here, here's two things I'll say. One's kind of funny. When she's like, I don't know, I guess it's because I could just elevate and jump over people. Now, she can't jump like that. <laughs> you no, know, I love Rusama Lena, but you ain't got hops like that. But you know what she has? <laughs> but her shot is so high. Yes. Like her release, her release is so high. And she does a really nice job of using her body and getting her shot off. So, you know, when she's like, I'm just going to say it. I'm tired of being treated like a rookie. So people listen to that and they're like, well, what, what does she mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt her in that moment because Elena is in year, gosh, help me out. I don't know. What year is this for her? I think it's seven. Seven, eight. I can double check. But she, yeah. She's not a rookie, right? She's not a rookie. Far, no. far from that. Yeah. And, and it's true. There are, there are certain players, especially vets, that you just get those calls. There's no, there's no question about it when, it, even if it's close. The call typically is going to go to that bet versus a rookie, yeah. right? So Elena is, I didn't see the game, but obviously she's highly upset about not getting calls that bets typically get. 
So when she's like, I'm just hoping they will stop treating me like I'm a rookie and not give me those calls mm-hmm. versus treating me like a vet and making and and making sure I get those calls. Mm-hmm. Like I felt her in that moment. And Shakira is just, listen, Shakira was like a typical black woman <laughs> in that she's moment. Like, uh-huh. Yes, right? I, like, I'm with you. you. <laughs> First of all, before before she even said anything, I'm looking at her facial expression, and her facial expression is that like if you and I are in a conversation and you're talking, I'm giving you this facial expression like, "Girl, say that," because you are so right. <laughs> yes, that was Shakira's face, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we gotta put some respect on EDD. This is her tenth season, oh, so she has she has definitely earned the vet calls uh, and everything that she's been through. She hinted at it. She's like, I've been through so many back surgeries, like help me out a little bit refs. And on the flip side of that, Aaliyah Boston was on record saying, she's like, you know, I don't really feel like a rookie, but I'm getting those rookie calls. She's already fouled out once in regular season, once in preseason, but it's like, okay, Rook, that's what you got to go through. Everybody has gone through it. Welcome to the pros. Yeah. Elena Deladon is like, no, don't play me like that. Right. I've, I've been here. I've put in my I'm work. in year 10. I'm an MVP. I am a champion. Put some respect on my name, refs. And I love, I, I also know you have to be a certain status to say, I don't care if they find me. You know, like that just says I have money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, take it. Me. Take it. Just take it. Find me. I have money. So find me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that we we were able to point that out. But we know Connecticut is a is a very um, aggressive that's team. That's how they that's how they get down. That's their identity, which I'm I don't fault them for that because it's gotten them really far prior. Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner and all of them. And you know what? And I want to say this because there is a difference. And I know Alyssa Thomas gets a bad rap at times because Mm -hmm. people say she's a dirty player. I don't, I don't think Alyssa Thomas is a dirty player at all. I think Alyssa Thomas knows her strengths. And so she plays to her strengths. Alyssa Thomas is a very physical player, but she's not the only one. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there, there are lots of teams, lots of players, but you know, when you go in to play Connecticut, that it's going to be a battle. Yeah. So you, you, you got to mentally, not just physically, but you have to mentally prepare yourself to go to battle because that's what it's going to be. Yep. Well, we got more to come up. This was, that was only the first half. We have more. When we come back, we're going to talk about the LA Sparks and Zaya Cook. Oh my goodness. And fire. On fire, Stewie dropped 45 points in the home opener, so we're also going to talk about that. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Queens of the Court, and we have to talk about the Los Angeles Sparks getting their first win over the Mercury 94-71 on Friday, I mentioned just the atmosphere, what it was like in L.A., 10,000 people, Vice President Kamala Harris getting a jersey presented to her by Neka Gumake. It was wild. Magic was there. I got to say hi, actually speak words to Billie Jean King. Like, it was a wild night. I'm, I'm still on cloud nine thinking about it. Neka led the team with 17 points. Cheney came in with 15 points. She started. I really liked how she played. Really, really good, 15 points. But the player of the game to me 
was Zaya Cook, who had 14 points. She couldn't miss Cheryl. She was feeling herself so much. She was having so much fun. It was beautiful to witness, honestly. <sighs> Zaya, Zaya, Zaya. <laughs> I was a fan of hers in South Carolina, but like I kept watching the game. And don't get me wrong, because I thought everyone on that team on for the Sparks opening night played really well. They did. But I, but I was like, okay, Kurt. I, I, I need a little Zaya. I need a mm-hmm. little Zaya. Um, mm-hmm. Because she played so well in preseason. And so, you know what I loved is when she got in the game, like, she didn't have, or at least it didn't look like it, the, the rookie jitters. The It was like, I belong. Yes. And she played that way. She looked like it. And I loved when, I think Holly... Holly Rowe was talking to her, ask her a question, whatever, and about Dawn being there. And she mm-hmm. was like, I really, she said, I really want to cry right now. She said, but I gotta, I gotta stay focused. I was like, yeah, you do. She said, I gotta <laughs> stay focused in this game. Um, it was just such a delight. I was so happy to see her get in the game. So happy to see her play well. Like Zaya Cook is going to be a hell of a pro. Mm-hmm. She's good. I, she's good. And and to to what you were saying, it was the timing of when she came in because the Sparks came out flat. Like yeah, they yeah. they did not have a great start. You know, um, the first five minutes I have here, they went two for 12 from the field. So it seemed like more of the vets had some jitters or it was like a lid on the basket. They just couldn't get anything down. Then Lexi started making some shots. Carly Samuelson started making some shots. And then Zaya came in and it turned the momentum of the game. And like, that's when, you know, even if she would have had six, the 14 points are wonderful. Even if she would have had six points, the points were timely Yeah, and they really helped, you know, the sparks build. And then she just kept getting more and more time. Nobody wanted her off the court because she couldn't miss. It was, and ones, it was kind of a three level score. It was everything. And when you are a rookie, I can't imagine you just having a better showing to show that you belong, to show that you are prepared. You know, that was a lot of the talk going into this first game of, oh, do, are you are you ready for it? Some of your other teammates got waved. Are you going to, you know, and she silenced all of that. Everybody. Of and how she not, fit in. Let, let's not, let's not forget the Sparks, like LA, they're a tough crowd. Oh, yeah. So for her to, it wasn't just any team. It's the L.A. Sparks. Like there's mm-hmm. there's history there. You're supposed to be good. You're supposed to win championships. Like all of that. And Zaya was like, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And as a player, like a collegiate player, right, there's no better feeling than to play well, right, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. But then to do it in front of your coach who, oh, who has been there for you from day yeah. one, who's believed in you through the ups, the downs, the goods, the bads. Cause, cause Zaya and Don had, you know, moments where it was like, Mm-mm, this ain't gonna work. Right. But for Don to show up and was like, I'm here. 
And every time Zaya did something and whenever they would flash the camera, because you were there, but when they yeah. would flash the camera to Dawn, you've probably seen it on social media. Dawn was just, she looked like a proud mom. She did. She was, she was like, I know like, that's right. I know that's right. That's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to see her in that moment doing what she was doing. I loved everything about it. But we were talking about the sky. I mean, the yeah, the sky and the sun. I don't know how many people are talking about the Sparks either. But after mm-hmm. after that game, I left saying, oh, "Okay, there's some there's some really good pieces on this Sparks team." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They they they're probably gonna make some a little bit of noise too. But it was Zaya Cook for me all day. All day. And you talked about having that respect from the crowd, but also having that respect from the vet on the team and Neka Gumake. This is oh, what no Neka doubt. this is what Neka had to say about Zaya after the game. I think like so like generally, not even just like on the court, like she's so green so much. And so I mean, I think that it's a combination of how she was raised, the school she went to, the coach that coached her, yeah. and the person that she is and the player that she is. And that was the intention of who we brought into camp. And it started with her as um, our first draft pick out of this draft. And so um, it's just really fun, like seeing like her eyes light up in certain situations. I'm like, oh girl, you just got here. (laughs) But what I love about her is really her innocence. (laughs) (laughs) She's so surprised by things that don't go well, but um, I love it. You know, she's kind of uh, just, a ball of positive energy. She wants to do well. She wants to be ready. And for her to come in here and just be herself is is amazing. And I, that's really that's really the types of people that we have on this team. I know Car- Carly's not gonna expound on you know what she feels and stuff, but like people are out here working hard without any guarantees. That goes unnoticed every day, <clears throat> and we have a group of people, um, especially tonight no matter how they made it here, that have earned their spot in this win tonight. Oh, I love that so much. Especially, I I, I was going to say, Cheryl, you and I were sitting next to NECA at the WNBA draft. And when Zaya's name got called to go to the Sparks, she was elated. She kept yelling, that's my PG. (laughs) That's my PG. She ran up to her and gave her a hug right after she got drafted. So to kind of see it, you know, a month later, because it was just last month, and and to see Zaya have this game and NECA just beaming about her, I love how all of that has has transpired. This is who NECA wanted as her rookie on this team. I, I just loved everything NECA said in that interview, like Zaya being so innocent. And, and as a rookie, like, like, that's what you want, you know? But also... You know, she's like, it's the way she was raised, the school she went to, the coach that coached her, like, like Zaya is exactly who we as, a, as an organization had in mind mm-hmm. that we wanted to draft. But also they wanted a winner. Like Zaya Cook went to a program and played for a coach that's a winner. And yeah. so, you know, no, they didn't win the championship this year. That just lit a fire under her, made her even hungrier to come in this year and say, I'm going to earn my spot and we're going to win, right? Mm-hmm. 
And to be able, like NECA's talking about Zaya and the great things that Zaya brings, but to be able to play as a rookie, to be able to play with and under a vet like a NECA who's been there, done that. She's a great leader. She's a teacher. She knows what it takes to win. She's a competitor. Like vets don't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. And when you start talking about wanting to be great and wanting to be successful and wanting to have longevity in a league, playing under a vet like that can absolutely help and teach you how to be a good pro. I loved everything about that. Oh, well, it's, it's a, it's pretty fun to be a Sparks fan right now. (laughs) Hoping that, that, uh, (laughs) that transpires to the winning regular season. Uh, We need to get back to that winning column. Um, speaking of winning though, someone who is winning on the court and they finally, they won their home opener is the New York Liberty and Brianna Stewart, a 45 piece Cheryl. Ooh, 40. Ooh. And let me just, let me just put this more into context because 45 is insane. Like it is, but in three quarters, yeah, yeah. in three quarters to do it gets the Cheryl stank face that has not come back since episode one Stewie got the Cheryl stank face because she was 15 for 21 from the field six three-pointers she set a personal career high and then a new franchise record she broke Cappy Pondexter's 40-point record for the Liberty and it's just the fifth 45-point double-double in league history. This was the first home game for the New York Liberty and Stu York City. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was a clinic. It was a clinic. Three-level score. Anywhere you want it, she was cash. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Listen, that's what I don't think people realize is three quarters. Mm-hmm. Not four, only three quarters. I think Stewie came out and said, listen, we lost our first game yes. on the road. Weren't they on the road? Yep. Yeah. So then you come back home and she's like, oh, no. That's not the team we are. That's definitely not the player I am. And Stewie came home playing in front of her home crowd, playing in New York City, mm-hmm. and said, let me show y'all exactly why y'all wanted me to come here and play. Yes. And she did just that. <laughs> At the end of the first quarter, Indiana Fever had 14 points. Brianna Stewart had 19 points. Dang. She was beating she was beating the fever by herself after that first quarter. It was it was incredible. And I mean, again, great showing from the crowd in New York. This is what she said in front of the crowd after that game. Stewie, you told me during pregame that tonight was going to be special. Well, did you know it was going to be career high night special and you broke the franchise record for 45 points, the most points in a single game special. 
Um, no, I didn't know it was gonna be. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be like this, but. Um, with this crowd, I wanted to make sure that I came out and, and we got the win. We wanted to, we want to protect home court now and all season long. But appreciate you guys really showing love, and I hope you're here all season. You, you hear these fans cheering you on, and you told me that you had a lot of family in the building. What did it feel like to take this court in the state of New York in front of your family and friends and in front of the Liberty fans? It feels like I made the right decision. You definitely did. And for this group, you guys bounce back from Friday and you show, showcase the balance and the threats that this team has. What was the key and what was the main point of emphasis as you guys now move forward? Uh, the main point was just for us to continue to play through it, play together. You know, we know that we have a lot of, a lot of room to grow. Um, and we're really looking forward to kind of just continuing on one day at a time. I can't hear you over the MVP I chant. <laughs> I can't hear you there. <laughs> Brianna, congratulations. Good luck. We'll see you in, in a couple of days. Thank you. Oh, she's <laughs> loving this. She's loving it up. Oh, my goodness. You need to get her a bib. That's how much she eating this. Like, arms out wide to the crowd. She might as well have just thrown kiss air kisses to the crowd. Like, I love this for her, though. I'm not, listen, not mad at it. You're going from Seattle, which, and I'm not talking about the, the, the organization, right? Because they were really good. But when you start talking about media attention and mm -hmm. just, just other opportunities, there's no better place than New York. No better place. And it, it's game two, the first home game, and they're already chanting MVP. Like, she is loving all of this loving it and and i think it's important too because after after the game um i i saw this quote and she said it was really important to play like this in my debut debut because i want people to be here i want people to come back and i want more i want more of everything i know it sounds selfish but as a women's basketball player as a female athlete we need to continue to get recognized for more in media coverage and fans and eyes and viewership so hopefully I made a few good first impressions on some people. I hope they come back and I hope they keep coming back. And that is also a part of it. That was a part of her decision to coming to New York. She knew that this is one of the biggest cities for the WNBA. What's a better way to grow the league and grow the game by having a 45 piece in your debut to a nearly sold out crowd chanting MVP? Like that is only going to grow not only Stewie's name and fame, but the league at Absolutely. large. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, lots of times players make decisions as they should. They make the best decision for themselves and their family, right? Mm -hmm. As they should. But I think in addition to that for Stewie, because Stewie's always been about the league, right? Like the bigger picture and making it better for, for every player. Like there's no better place to go and do that than to go to New York. Right. And, you know, I'm sitting here watching her and I'm like, damn, like Stewie is feeling herself. Yes. And not, and not in a bad way, right? Oh, she, as she should. She <laughs> is like, um, yeah, I did that. I'm here. <laughs> Stewie to save the day. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it was good. It was good. It was good, but I will say Twitter was ablaze after game one because we talked about and gave credit to the Mystics, and I think it was partially their defense, but the shot chart and who was taking the shots, this quote-unquote, you know, super team Mm -hmm. after game one, Stewie only had 10 shots, JJ had six, Vanderslew had 10, Sabrina Inescu had 20 shots, and she had 18 points. And Twitter was kind of like, wait, wait, wait. You brought JJ and Stewie so Sabrina can have 20 shots? Like, that was a lot of a conversation. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to blow up in our faces if not everybody is getting the same type of love or they got to figure that out. And they figured it out very quickly that Brianna Stewart should be getting 21 shots. I, I wasn't on Twitter putting that out there. Because I knew you and I, I would were. have this, you and I would have this conversation. Yeah. Right. So here's my thing. The when I watch game one, you 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 really you at least you think you know what you're gonna get from Stewie, Slew, JJ, Sabrina. But I found myself looking at Benija Laney mm-hmm. and I was like, she looks lost. Yes. Like damn, where do I fit? What, like, what mm-hmm. is my role? That's mm-hmm. what I saw in game one. So I didn't get to see game two, so I don't know how different it was. But I also said, something's got to change. Something's got to give. This is not going to work, right? Like, just my opinion, um, Sabrina is not the first option for the Liberty. No. Or, I mean, if she is, she shouldn't be. Not when you, not when you have, I'm just saying, not when you have, a 45 you do MVPs. Piece. You have yeah. A 40, you have a 45 piece by Brianna Stewart and you have JJ who I feel still hasn't gotten go. She hasn't found her way yet. No. S- Sabrina cannot be option 1. It has to go I would run everything through Brianna Stewart. Let Stewie figure out what's going on. And then we haven't even talked about Sloot and what she can do cuz Sloot is going to distribute. She's going to get the rock where it needs to be. So mm-hmm. if you if you continue to play the way you did in game one, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, I agree. If you do a better job of playing the way you did in game two, it's, it could be a really good season for you. And it's like, okay, Stewie gets 45 this game. Like JJ is capable of getting 45 next game. And like Sloot is the person who like you quickly realize, okay, this is a Stewie out of body experience game when she's shooting like she was in that, even in the first quarter. So then it's like, okay, this is Stewie's game. Everybody get the ball to Stewie. Like, then it's going to be JJ. And then Sabrina could have one of those games. But I think in game one, it was a little bit of like, wait, wait, wait. You were doing this before, Sabrina. You you don't have to do that now. You do not have to shoot 20 shots because you have help and you have the best kind of help in MVPs and these caliber type of players. So I'm glad that they figured that out. It's, again, only the second – game of the season we're gonna take a quick break and with that being said we're going to have some way too early predictions which is my favorite thing to do to jump to conclusions we'll be right back all right we're back and it's time for way too early on the record predictions. My favorite thing about this is that when the season ends, we're going to roll these back and we are either going to sound like geniuses 
or that we have no idea what we're talking about. Either way, it's going to be pretty fun. And we also have some, yes, some standard awards in here, but also some fun ones. So let's get started. Who do you think this season is going to have the best pregame fits? Like player or team? Ooh, let's go team. Let's go team because if if you have one player, but a team, there were some teams that brought it opening weekend, I will say. So player, I'm going to roll with Asia Wilson. Okay. I loved her outfit she had on the other day. It was like this long. Did you see it? It was pink. And yes. I don't yeah, know. That it was, was like a dope. long jacket. Yeah. Okay, yeah Asia. A- Asia. I'm going to go Asia for player. And team. I'm going to go with the Chicago Sky. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Dallas Wings for a team because did you see Enrique's bell-bottom leather moment? She had like a matching. <laughs> it was a moment jacket. too. It was a moment. It was a moment. Okay. And then I when Diamond the Shields, you know, gets back, like she always brings it. She's one of my favorites. So I'm gonna go Dallas, but it's hard to go against the Aces when you have Asia Kelsey Plum. She looks great, and Candace can she can throw some fits sometimes when she wants to. But yeah. uh but the sky, did you see um Clea Copper's outfit, her tunnel fit for the preseason game in Canada? Oh yeah. It was I dope. mean, Kyle's right. on Courtney, another level. And Courtney Williams. Oh yeah. Courtney's always okay. doing, and, and Izzy is going All right. Okay. And, and I see Evans. Anyway, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. 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 So that, I like it. I like, I like I like Dallas too though. Okay. <laughs> that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Okay. What about best sneakers? Who do you think is gonna have the best kick game throughout the season? Uh, I might have to go. I mean, this I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but like Stewie's colorways on her own sneaker, like she just came out with the Ruby all uh-huh. red. Her daughter's uh-huh. name is Ruby. Like, I mean, I I also just love Pumas. They are great shoes to hoop in. So I think I'm a little biased there. But who do you, you got? Are. I am. Well, I love Nike. So I'm rolling <laughs> with someone who's wearing Nikes, not Puma. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Asia on the kicks games, too. Okay. That's a good one. Asia has some. She's had some yeah. good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we got a shout out. Sabrina just had debuted her very own shoes, the Sabrina ones. Those were actually pretty fire. Low top. Um, I like those as well. So we'll be keeping our eyes on the okay. on the kick game. We'll be able yeah. to see that after. Okay. Best team social content. I think we both agree on this. A lot of teams have stepped up their social content. Yeah, but you know, even aces, leading up, the aces, the are, aces top tier. are far and above everybody else right now. They're top tier. I mean, the just this past weekend, they won their game very easily. We didn't even talk about it because they just blew out yeah. the Seattle storm. Yeah. But they had like a water bottle celebration <laughs> for their assistant coach who was filling in for Becky Hammond. Sydney Colson slipped so hard <laughs> <laughs> on the water. I watched it like 10 times. It was hilarious. I, too. I love you, Sid. <laughs> But that was funny. 
Oh like, my gosh. So, and that, that was wasn't hilarious. even like planned content. They just no. have Sydney Colson on their team. So they're going to win this category. No we, doubt. We already know. But if there's another team, I hope you surprise us because they're all chasing the aces in this category. For yeah, sure. For sure. Okay. Season MVP, way too early prediction. Who's your pick? My way too early prediction. Um, can I go with three? No. <laughs> you have to Dang. pick one. Uh, if I got to pick one, I'm going back with my girl, Asia. Back to back? Mm-hmm. Her third MVP in four years. Jordan, Ooh. you asked me for my for my pick. You asked me Ooh. for my pick. I have I have three in the bucket, but okay. you let me give you my three. So no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm giving, going I'm, with Asia. I'm not letting you give me three. I'm okay. going, and this may I don't know if this this is a er, way too early prediction. I'm going EDD. I'm going Elena Deladon comes back. She's healthy. The Mystics have a really great season. She just has an incredible okay. year. She was one I, of my. She was one of my three. I know, but I gave you one. Okay, okay. I like it though. I like All right. it. Rookie of the year. This one's easy for me, Aaliyah Boston. Same, same. I think she's she's going to come into her own. We yeah. we're already getting a peek of what she's doing against single coverage. Like, it's, no, it's nobody, almost too easy. No single coverages. No, yeah. nobody's nobody's gonna touch her. Sure. She's gonna be great. Sure. Coach of the year. Who you got? Um, so again, in my way too early prediction, <laughs> I am going to go with Eric Tebow. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like this. I'm going to go with Tanisha Wright because mm-hmm. I want her to get coach of the year. That was what I couldn't decide, but yeah. But then I was like, to me, most of the time, coach of the year depends on your record. And I it think does. Connecticut yeah. will have a better record. I don't know. But I, I agree. I mean, not I Connecticut, agree. Washington. Yeah, excuse me. I agree. But I'm hoping that because Atlanta, you know, we're just out of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I like last T. year. If they get even not, a, I mean, coach of the year isn't about the postseason, but if they just have a better record to solidify a playoff spot, then she, I hope she would get it. But okay. All right, so we're talking about finals now. Who is the runner-up to the champion? So we have who's going to win the title and who is the runner-up. Say your two picks, please. Um, Title, I'm giving it back to the Aces. Runner-up, I'm going with the Mystics. Okay. I think I, I this is nothing against the aces because they are so good and so dominant i feel like i have the opposite i have the mystics winning it all which i'm going to sound i love so great or so bad (laughs) if they just have a bad season but i have the aces as a runner up we're both gonna be not the smartest if the Liberty take it all, but I think it's going to be too much hype in their first year together. The Liberty don't make it to the finals. It's going to be the aces versus the mystics mystics win. Gavel drop. It's going to be the aces versus the mystics aces win. Well, if that finals happen, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting podcast episode with around those finals time but uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i mean and if neither of those two make it 
you and I will look like we don't know anything about basketball. So. I know. So please make it Mystics and Aces so we can <laughs> keep sounding like we know a little bit about what we're talking about. But uh, and that's yeah. grant, and that's granted that everybody stays healthy. Yeah, you know? of course. Is that not that's work? my hope that anyway. Yeah. That plays for a everybody. Part. Oh, for yeah. everybody. Yeah. It does. It does. Um, two games in. This is gonna be a great year of hoops. We have more game. There's gonna be so many more games by the time the next time we record um, throughout the week. But uh, that's it for our our uh, opening weekend recap. Thanks so much for listening. And if you're loving Queens of the Court, make sure that you follow, rate, and review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Y'all know y'all love us. Show us some love. Show us some love. And if there's something, anything you want to hear us discuss, or even maybe do a little differently, let us know on social media. You can find me at airsweets22 and jordan is at underscore jordan liggins queens of the court is an odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. the show is produced by alex ozzy the executive producer is lena moss blazer social media assistance from isabella apple imaging from t storm battle and court is adjourned boom my gavel was behind me. Yours sounds so much more powerful. So I'm I'm just going to let you have the gavel. Because I, I hit it hard. You do? 